Yo, 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 you already know what time it is. Welcome back to another episode of Thinker versus Speaker, where I'm Marissa the Thinker, sit down with different guests, and we talk about all things, anything, everything. Life, love, relationships, spirituality, literally whatever we want to talk about. So if you're into that kind of thing, definitely strap up, tune in, like, share, subscribe, put other people on to what you're listening to, and you know what I'm saying? Just prepare yourself for a great episode. Now, because we talk about any and everything, you know what I'm saying? We don't know what we're going to talk about before we get into it, and I don't know what's going to trigger people. So if you're easily triggered and we say something that you don't necessarily love, go ahead and do what you need to do. Hopefully you come back next week because we always talk about different things, and you know what I'm saying? We respect what you got to do. But on that note, we're going to hop straight into it. This week, I have a new guest, special guest. I have the Urban Sunflower, Chanel White, with me today. How are you? I am well. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am good. So I stumbled across you on my Facebook page. Yeah, I believe, <laughs> yeah, I believe it was Facebook page. And it's actually, no, I think we interacted first. Mm-hmm. Before I knew that you made con- content, actually. I think yes. there was a post about content creation. And yes, yes. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. And from there, like I went and I checked you out. Come to find out you got a YouTube page. Do you do more than YouTube as well? I have a YouTube page. I am on TikTok and Instagram. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I'm kind of branching out to all platforms, um, just building my audience and creating different content for those different viewers across all platforms. Yeah. 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 That's super exciting. I can't wait to, uh, dive more into that like you create is gardening content correct yes gardening and homesteading um content and a little bit of self-sufficiency okay yeah 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 I'm super excited to get into that it's a it seems like a popular thing going on now when you say yes yes especially post-covid because you know everyone's tired and fed up and you know we realized during the pandemic that the system that was in place, um, it failed us. It failed a lot of people and people are tired. Um, Inflation has hit everybody and, you know, everything is going up, but our paychecks. So I definitely took a leap of faith and I am going full-fledged into the homesteading and self-sufficiency lifestyle. Awesome. 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 Okay. So we're going to dive into all of that in a minute. I'm I'm super excited. You know what you said that? It's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's get into it. Especially like the great awakening post-COVID. But before we hop into all that, let's, let's get to know a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from and what you do. Sure. So um, my name is Chanel. I am the urban sunflower across most social media platforms. I am a first generation um, college graduate. Um, I graduated in 2016 with my Bachelor of Science in Nursing, and I obtained my master's in 2018 in nursing education. Um, I'm also a first generation gardener and homesteader. Um, I came into this space last year with zero experience. Like, I didn't even know how to work a drill. (laughs) So um, I kind of just been obsessed since then, um, just learning something new every day. 
about this lifestyle. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's super awesome to hear. And like, even like when I hear about like your regular career, just uh, being a nurse, I shouldn't call it regular, but your <laughs> your sexual career, yeah. <laughs> so being a nurse, like, of course, like that leads me down. It's just like that. That's so interesting. I don't think we ever actually talked to a nurse on this show. Um, oh, yeah. No, we haven't. We haven't covered that. Ground yet, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna stay focused today. But you know what I'm saying? That was some. that would be something that I would be very curious to learn more about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Especially just in the last couple of years, like just learning more and just, you know, how the pandemic has impacted nurses and just that career field in general. Cause I think that I think there might be a lot to that career field that, you know, people don't necessarily realize that goes on in that day-to-day work. Yeah, it it's definitely a lot that goes into that. And if honestly, if you're not working you know, frontline in healthcare, um, you really don't know. I honestly, if I shadowed a nurse long enough earlier in my college days, I probably would have switched my track. <laughs> really? Yes. Nursing, nursing is definitely, um, it's a great um, career choice. Um, I definitely love serving the population that I serve. I definitely love educating people about health and wellness. Um, but you know, just stepping into certain areas of nursing will really challenge your, um, mental health. Mm. Yeah. Cause we also, you know, we have to sacrifice our own mental health, you know, to save lives, you know? So it's definitely, um, it's definitely a great and rewarding career, but there are a lot of things that go on in nursing where I wish a lot of people um, were looking to before they hop into the field. You know, <laughs> we see, you know, we see all the, I call them the Instagram nurses where, you know, they got the, the, the bags and the lifestyle, the nice cars and stuff like that. But man, do you know how many shifts you have to work just to live that life? I mean, even if you were a traveler and travelers or um, those contracts slow down in the summertime, you have to put in a lot of work to make that money. A lot. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of, it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like, you see the reward, but not the work that goes behind you. Definitely. Definitely. Um, You'll never get paid what you're worth in this field ever. Now I can believe (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes for sure I can believe sure. it it kind of <laughs> it, uh, it kind of almost like because I've been in um uh, I've been in a, a a place where I've just been kind of like questioning a lot of things especially mm-hmm. like when it comes to the state of society and like you said before it's just like the cost of everything is going up mm-hmm. and we're not getting paid more and we are expected to do more for less it feels like yeah. And it's just like, so nobody gonna say nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody gonna yeah. say nothing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, hmm, something about this doesn't seem right. And like, granted, I guess that's going down the road of politics, but it's just like, come on now, something gotta give eventually because like everything is going up. Like, everything. Yeah. everything. It is. It is. And you know, just looking at how everything is going. And I'm not trying to go down into politics. I mean, we're literally working just to give our money away. 
Yeah. That that's what's going on. That's essentially what's happening. And um the amount of time and that we sacrifice with our family, our friends, and just with ourselves, we have to make that up by working multiple jobs, doing DoorDash, um, Instacart, and all these other jobs just to get by. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, that's not gonna change. Um I tell a lot of people, you know, it's not really about how much you make. It's about how much, you know, you can keep or how you can really make your money work for you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely something. And yeah. I, I don't see it going away anytime soon. I see it getting worse. Yeah. And, and that's true. Yeah. And I think I think that's why we're seeing a lot of what it is that we see in you know, just society or in our environments, right? Where you have a lot of people. Well, I'll speak from the terms of people that I'm coming into. There's a lot of people turning towards entrepreneurship. Yes. Like you're doing with, you know what I'm saying? Homesteading and things like that, buying local and just stuff like that. Because I mean, I think with COVID, it forced people to start having to reevaluate a lot of the ways that they operate. And I yes. think value systems have just changed tremendously because they've had the time to sit down and really think about these things. And that's why you have a lot more people who are like, mm, I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to take today off because it's not like, you know what I'm saying? I'm already struggling anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those mental yeah. health days. Yeah, yeah. yeah for exactly. sure. Yeah. You know, um, I have coworkers that say whether I have PTO or not, I'm taking a day off because really at this point, does it really matter? Exactly. You know, if you think about it, if, you know, we can die the next day and our job is going to be on Indeed. Yeah. So, you know, we we only get one life to live and we have to live it in a way that we want it to, you know, without sacrificing so much just to live. I feel like, you know, we're the only species that have to pay to live on this earth. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. When we have so many resources like at our fingertips, I think, um, yeah, yeah. Which leads me to the gardening part, the gardening aspect, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a route that a lot of people have turned to where in a way they've kind of started taking their control back through doing things for themselves that we relied on you know, grocery stores and everything like that for it. So tell us about your journey. Like, how did you actually wind up getting into gardening? Was it this full picture before or did it start off smaller than that? So um, I got started in gardening last year. And, you know, like most people, I was shopping at grocery stores, regular grocery stores. And I started to realize that the food doesn't taste like how food should taste. Like, I never in my life bit into like a bland tomato until like after COVID. I'm like, how does a tomato not have flavor? Like, where did the flavor go? And so as I started to dig and do more research, I realized um, because of the labor shortages and things that a lot of the fruit has to get picked early and it's ripening with ethylene gas and then it's put onto our shelves. So um, just that whole process. I'm like, huh? So the tomato is $2 and it tastes like nothing. Like that does, that, that was not adding up to me. And yeah. over time, I'm like, I can't keep coming to the store and buying this bad produce. You know, I would have 
you know, green peppers that were molded as I cut into them. And I'm like, dude, this pepper was like $1.50. And, you know, you have to keep taking it back to the store and you keep complaining and nothing is being done. And I just realized, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to do this. And I started growing my own food. Um, Like most people, I didn't know where our food came from, you know, because it was never something that like came across my mind. Like, yeah, I know there are farmers, but the pandemic taught me how essential those farmers are. They feed our entire country. So, um, yeah, just after the pandemic and realizing, you know, our food, you know, it has little to no nutritional value because it is picked early. Um, it led me down this rabbit hole and I'm like, huh, maybe children don't like fruits and vegetables because it's bland. It tastes like nothing, you know? <laughs> so like just after doing so much research, things just started adding up. You know, you go to the doctor for your annual physical and they're like, oh, eat your fruits and vegetables. Well, our fruits and vegetables have no nutritional value in them. And I'm still starving after I ate, you know, this salad, you know, vegetables are supposed to fill you up. Why am I so hungry after this? And um, yeah, it just sparked from there. And I planted out my first garden. Um, I started with two raised beds and got some transplants from the store and been obsessed ever since. Ah, okay, cool. That's awesome. Was it, it, was it, uh, expensive to start I'm sure I'm, I'm sure people would be interested like if they're curious like is I'll it- be honest with you gardening is expensive if you want it to be expensive okay <laughs> okay it, it's it's how you want it if you want the aesthetically pleasing Pinterest garden yeah it's gonna cost you a lot of money but I can tell you right now I've tasted really good tomatoes that was just grown in straight native soil <laughs> So um, sometimes, you know, gardening can be extremely affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the city, um, especially here in St. Louis, if you live in St. Louis City, you can get free um, compost and dirt. Um, then you can grow inside of like grow bags if you live in an apartment. You don't even need access to soil. You can also rent a garden plot for like $25 um, a month and grow whatever you want in that plot um so when it comes to gardening and it being expensive it's literally you know what you make it (laughs) yeah and seeds you can get free seeds too so (laughs) yeah the libraries um some of the libraries i'm working with um the county libraries to see if we can get a seed library started at some of the locations but if you go to some low library, local libraries, they have free seeds. It's called a seed bank. Huh. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Know. And yeah. And even like on TikTok, like I've participated in several seed exchanges. Those are free. You just pay for postage. Um, if you really need seeds, there's a website called I think free heirloomseeds.com or freeseeds.com. You can get free seeds there as well. Huh. So the resources are there. It's just a matter of finding them. Yeah. It, it's a matter of literally just putting it out there. That's really good to know. That's really, that's, 
interesting that's stuff that I actually never knew before so I'm being educated at the same time <laughs> that's funny and then when you think about it too because I I, ne I never really put two and two together um I remember as a child we would always we never went to daycare my brother and I we never went uh -huh. to daycare everybody just went to grandma's house that's the kind of uh -huh. you know, like that was like the childhood that we had where all the cousins and stuff in the summertime were over at grandma's house yeah and she would put us to work right and my grandma lived uh -huh. in my grandma lived in the hood now she just had this like little plot of just dirt <laughs> <laughs> like the size of my desk and you know what I'm saying she was making all kinds of stuff she was growing tomatoes bell peppers um like she would make like she would grow greens and stuff like that and it's just like I never thought about it before and it, it wasn't difficult you know yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't a bunch of fancy tools or anything like that she had us with like the hand heads trimmers you know we mm -hmm. had a and that was about it like you know <laughs> She was growing food so I guess when you think about it it's just like it doesn't have to be hard you can do it with what you have um it's just a matter of doing it and sticking yeah 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 and on TikTok um if you um ever follow the hashtag unity garden uh and the unity garden community there are so many different gardeners we have people gardening in apartments um, grow bags, grow tents in their basement. Um, people with, you know, no land, little land, garden plots. Like you can garden for the low and virtually free. You just, you know, you just have to want to do it and take that control. Nice. That's awesome. So what kind of food do you grow? Or what kind of, well, I should, is it just food <laughs> or more than food? <laughs> Oh man, I grow mostly edibles and I am growing some medicinals. Um, I grow medicinal wise, I am growing mullein. Um, mullein is an excellent herb for um, the respiratory system. And um, after I was diagnosed with COVID for the second time, that was the only herb that helped me feel better. Like it was amazing. And ever since then I've been hooked. Like my house, I have to have mullen on hand. <laughs> and I learned about it from TikTok and the Unity Garden community. Um, there are gardeners on there who's, you know, their thing is uh, medicinal herbs. Yeah. So um, when I found out about it, I went to the herb store and I got it. And when I got sick, hey, I felt better literally in a day <laughs> just from taking it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm st I'm starting to I I I keep hearing stories about like just the power of like herbs and and eating the right things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it's not the same, but it's kind of similar. Um, I have another guest that comes on here uh, often. His name is Dre, and he's mm -hmm. actually uh, owner of a cannabis company. And oh wow. It, yeah, the, the the reason that he actually got into it was because he had, uh, well, this isn't necessarily the reason, right? But before he was overweight, he had diabetes mm -hmm. and neuropathy and he was taking the medicines and all of that kind of stuff, but he still wasn't feeling better. Mm -hmm. So he changed his diet, you know, and well, he used cannabis. So he changed mm -hmm. his diet 
used cannabis and just was very conscious of the things that he was consuming. So a lot more fruits and vegetables and things like that, using a lot more herbs. So it wasn't just cannabis. It was stuff like you're talking about, mm -hmm. um, you know, elderberry and all of those kind of things that you hear people talk about. And he got rid of the neuropathy and the diabetes. Wow. Just natural methods. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Yeah, right. It's incredible. And it's just like, I think sometimes we don't understand or we take for granted the power that the food or, or not the power, but the co correlation between the foods that we eat, mm -hmm. the way that our body feels and the way that our bodies react to it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's almost taboo if we do take control of our own health. Mm -hmm. You know, we are so accustomed to going to the doctor when we don't feel well just to get some pills that only suppress the symptoms. We never really get to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is in our diet, you know, the standard American diet. I mean, it's literally marked. It's nothing but chemicals. It's not even natural food at this point. Um, and just the way things are going, you know, I talked about how food is being picked under ripe. Um, I'm sure you've seen studies and all of these new lab grown meats that are getting ready to roll out. And then we have, you know, GMO foods. Those things are going to be the new norm. And I don't think it's natural to, you know, consume something that has been altered or modified. Um and it makes you think, like, how would our bodies react to that? You know, it, are we going to get to a point to where we're not even consuming real food anymore? I mean, we're there, but is this going to be the new norm? You know, seedless fruit. And it makes you think about it like, man, where's this thing going? <laughs> right. And do we go forward or do we go back to nature? Do we go back to being outside and taking those breaks? you know, from being indoors and just going to sunbathe or anything like that. It really makes you think about it. <laughs> which route, which way are you going? You know? I, exactly. And I, I think it's important to have conversations like these because I think when you really start to think about it, right? Because if you're just going throughout the world, you're not thinking about this kind of thing. Like you're not paying attention to that kind of stuff. Like you don't think about the fact that there's pesticides on your fruits and your vegetables you know what I'm saying you might just like take the sticker off rinse it off in water and you eat it yeah you know like you we're not thinking about these types of things and it's just like you know where you think about the meats even before they were gen genetically modified you know what I'm saying we, they have hormones and yeah <laughs> and all of these other kind of things yeah and, and we consume that yeah you know yeah we, we consume that and there we don't have that that level of control of knowing what got put into your into your food onto your food before you got it exactly exactly and even with all of those antibiotics and hormones that were injected into the animals that cross over into us mm -hmm. so you know with that crossing over to us does that make us less resistant to you know viruses and diseases is that the reason why we keep getting sick so easily? You know, um, is that the reason why our mental health is all over the place? You know, are we really bipolar or are we 
needing nutrient dense food? Are we needing real food? You know, because your gut and your brain, that's all one thing. They all signal and communicate with each other. So it makes you think like, hey, if I keep eating, you know, all of this bad and processed food that's not feeding me, it's not going to stimulate me either. So it's going to make me feel more depressed. Yeah. 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 It's 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 like it's like a concept, right? Where mm -hmm. um I drink milk my whole life until I moved out on my own and I started drinking almond milk. And now my body is just like, no, we don't do that. Right. <laughs> my body is like no we don't do that and and it makes you think it's just like well if my body is saying no to this if it was really good for me then would it reject that exactly exactly it makes you think about it yeah yeah just kind of just like all right what is going into my bodies and then I want to go back to something that it is that you kind of touched on too like where you go to the grocery store and you see these foods because I remember when I lived in St. Louis, I had to be picky about where I got my produce from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so call it what you want. My friends would call me bougie, but I was a deer birds type of girl. <laughs> With my me too. Yes, you, know me too. you know what I mean? You know yes. what I mean? Because you just can't go anywhere. Where we came from, you can't go anywhere and get fruits and vegetables because those fruits and vegetables will be looking a little questionable exactly yes I agree I and, agree and it's something you know what I'm saying also that I didn't think about because like here now that I've come here and granted I don't know if it's um the environment if it's the area that I live in or you know just the times that we're living in now I'm not sure but I can go to the grocery store and the organic section is going crazy and the <laughs> fruits and the vegetables look edible you know yeah. and it's just like hold on wait is there something to that <laughs> it, it really makes you think about it you know um lately um my when my garden is not in season I've been obsessed with the farmer's market because I you know want to know where my food is coming from and how it's grown and um most of the time, I'm able to find everything I need at the farmer's market. Um, some people think when you go to a farmer's market, it's going to be more. It's actually a lot cheaper. There are farm stands that has a pay-as-you-go option or pay-what-you-can option. I'm sorry. And um, it's organic. If you only have $5 and you need to feed your family and you need a bag of groceries, you can pay $5 for that bag of produce and groceries. And what and what uh kind of farmers markets are those? Because the only one I remember, I'm not gonna lie to you, is Soulard. But that, <laughs> my parents took us there on a regular basis. But oh like, yes, yeah. Soulard has changed. It has changed. I also grew up going to Soulard, but um now because farmers markets are starting to open up a little bit more, especially in some of the um food deserts um out here in North County, um Ferguson. Farmer's Market is one of them. Um, and then there's another one in Spanish Lake. Hmm. Uh, Rustic Roots Sanctuary. Her Farmer's Market has opened up as well for the people in that area. Yo, that, 
I'm happy to hear that. It's yes. Like the Spanish Lake one, it's just like, oh, uh, my heart grew a little bit because <laughs> that, that, you know what I'm saying? In that area, I know like there's no grocery stores really. Like, no. <laughs> no, like there's not, you know? And it's just like those areas, like it, it is a food desert actually. It is. It is. The only grocery store I think that's out there is Family Dollar. And they have no produce. So, yes, she is there. Um, and I'm thankful for her being there and serving that population out there because they need one. And there are a ton. Like, they're opening up slowly. There are some local growers, um, gardeners here in St. Louis as well. And they'll give away free produce um, in different spots where there are food deserts. And people will line up. You can take what you need. And it's free. So um, people, lots of people are starting to open up their eyes and be more aware that, you know, there are populations here that doesn't have access to organic food or fresh food at that, you know, that isn't laced and sprayed with pesticides. Yeah, <laughs> That's the big thing. Make sure it's not, you know, sprayed so heavy to where, you know, you can't eat it. But yeah, I am thankful for those local growers that do serve those vulnerable populations. Yeah, that's awesome. That that that's so awesome to to know that that resource is out there. So let's talk about the food deserts a little bit. Would you mind mm -hmm. explaining to somebody who has never heard of this concept before what a food desert is and why it's important to know about what it is? So. In a sense, a food desert is basically an area that there's not a single grocery store that serves fresh food within a mile of that person's home or location. Okay. You might have, this is very popular, a convenience store. A convenience store and a grocery store is two totally different things. And convenience stores, just junk food, you know, gas station food, stuff you can just go there, grab real quick and eat. 10 times out of 10, it's not healthy. So um, if they do have bananas or oranges or something there, there's a bunch of fruit flies flying around it. That is not access to fresh, healthy food. Um, so in a sense, that's what a food desert is. Um, if you don't have a grocery store within a mile of your location, you're in a food desert. Um, I don't know if you were in St. Louis the year that Shop and Save closed. I had just moved. I heard about it though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stop and Save was a really, um, they were located in very vulnerable areas. Very good grocery store. They had access to fresh food. You can go in there. It was clean. You can get whatever you needed. And when they closed, um, another grocery store was supposed to purchase those locations. Well, what ended up happening is they found out where those locations were and they did not open. So it left um, me, um, I was affected by that. Um, and other people in this area uh, of North County and Jennings without a grocery store. Hmm. Yeah. It makes me wonder if it's the same one. Cause I actually, I, um, I remember there was a, there was actually a shopping save right by my house. And mm -hmm. uh, it was on, 367 that was the one that I, I would go to and 
I remember when it opened, see, in the summer times, my, my brother and I would be at home and my dad would leave us like $10, $20, right? Mm-hmm. And we would that, would, that would be how we ate that day, right? So we would walk right. up to the grocery store and get whatever it was, you know what I'm saying, that we were going to eat that day. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we go to Subway, sometimes we go up to the gas station, but literally, if we wanted food, it was in walking distance. Yeah, that was the way that we ate. So to think that that's not even an option for people, you know, and it like it like even getting food in St. Louis was already hard enough. Like getting a basic necessities, I'll say, right? Yeah, because a common concept for the St. Louisans out there, shout out to y'all, is like especially if you live in North County, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. well, if I want to go to Walmart, I'm not gonna go to that one. And I'm not going to go to that one mm-hmm. with that one and that one are. So I'm not going to go to those two. So I'm going to go all the way out here. So I'm going to go all the way out to Granny City. I'm going to go all the way out to Chesterfield. I'm going to go mm-hmm. all the way, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to go further and further and further out because, you know, that's where you're going to get the good groceries. That's yep. where you know you're going to get the, the better service. That's where you know you're going to get what it is that you need. And you've had to drive like 20, 30 minutes to get it. And that was a common thing, but even for people that don't have access where they can't just drive 20, 30 minutes, it's just like, well, what do you have? Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately for those populations, they, they have no way, especially if they're on a bus line, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't be on a bus line and you have a, a bunch of groceries or trying to get groceries. Um, Uber is out of the question because that's just way too expensive. You know, but that is the norm. And when Shop and Save closed, that became my reality. You know, I do have to travel 30 minutes to get quality food and good service. That goes for whether I want to just have a really nice dinner and eat out. That goes for if I want to shop and not have to cut into food that's already molded. Um, That goes for any type of experience that I want to have. I have to travel in order to get access to that Hmm. yeah and I have okay so a random question popped in my in my mind I hope you don't Mm -hmm. mind (laughs) because (laughs) think of things right it 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 also leads me to a supply and demand type of question and you know of course like we have some people now now this might tap more into your your actual career background but like when you think about the foods that we eat as a community, like in the in the black community and things like that, I wonder mm-hmm. if part of that reason why we don't have certain things in those areas is because are we are we eating the way that we should be eating? Even if we had access to it, are we eating the way that we should be eating? That is a very good question. And um in the black community, no, we're not eating the way we should be eating. Um, we we would have, I mean, you've been on Lindbergh. I think there's a total of six fried chicken joints on Lindbergh. Six. Yeah. And there is maybe one affordable grocery store on Lindbergh. And that would probably be Aldi's. Uh, we don't eat the way we're, we're supposed to. So they keep opening all of these fast food joints and all of these unhealthy options because 
if you think about the black community and what we deal with, right? Mm. Our, we have single parents, right? Who right. has to work probably multiple jobs, long hours. The last thing that family or mom or dad wants to do is to come home and cook. So they're going to stop and get some food for their family, convenience mm -hmm. food, just to put food on the table. So um, in a sense, you know, from America's point of view, they're going to put those stores in those food places in those areas where they know they can make the most money off of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. That's why there is only one affordable grocery store on Lindbergh and not three, considering the size of North County and how many communities shop on Lindbergh and eat on Lindbergh. I mean, how many McDonald's are on Lindbergh? I can't, I think there's like about three of them. Yeah, yes, about three of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, three McDonald's, two Panda Expresses, but we can't get, you know, for example, a Trader Joe's. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. We can't get that. Um, mm -hmm. We can't get a Walmart with fresh food. You know, <laughs> yeah. we we can't get those services out here, unfortunately. Yeah. And because, yeah, our health habits are you know, tailored towards convenience foods because in our households, we are the providers. We have to provide. And that is a priority. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. almost it's almost like we're trading um, our health for the sake of convenience. And, yeah. you know, and it's only, well, I'm not going to say it just seems convenient, but mm -hmm. it's if we take the time to think about this a little bit more, because it was something that I actually realized when I started living on my own, I realized it was cheaper for me to go to the grocery store than to eat out. Yes. Even though buying a bunch of groceries, buying two weeks worth of groceries seems expensive, it's cheaper than spending $10 twice a day for lunch and dinner, you mm -hmm. know, you know, for the course of two weeks, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it yeah. just, cheaper and even though it seems like it will be more work in reality there are more health benefits and health benefits and just financial benefits to actually you know taking that into your own hands and then taking it a step further into actually growing your own food but it's almost like we fall for the illusion of convenience yes but it really is affecting our health in our pockets Yes, instant gratification will destroy your health. Mm. That's, it, instant gratification will destroy your health. We and yeah, <laughs> uh, and until the Black community understands that we will continue to fail in a system that was not designed for us. Um, yes, it is easy getting off of work, getting in that drive-thru. But do you know that same amount of time you sit in a drive-thru dealing with the bad customer service, cold food, and food that has no nutrition, you can spend that same amount of energy and time by meal prepping, right? Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't like leftovers. And I know a lot of people that don't like leftovers. Meal prepping isn't always cooking your food ahead of time and putting it in a microwave. Meal prepping could be, hey, this week we're going to have hamburgers and salad. The next day we might have, I don't know, um, pasta or something like that. 
why not gather up all those ingredients and prep them ahead of time and then just quickly cook them on that day? I mean, it takes what, if you want to have a hamburger, about 10 or 15 minutes to prep all of that? Well, what if you took your ground beef, you kept in the refrigerator, and you season up everything already, get your patties made and ready, and all you have to do is take them out and put them in your pan, flip them, put them on some buns, and serve it. Right. That same amount of energy and time is the same amount of time that you'll spend in a drive-thru. Right. You know, it's just a matter of looking at how we can set ourselves up to be successful, have good health, and still have the option of convenience. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And and what you eat is is gonna directly correlate to how you feel too. Yeah. Body. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's the reason why you can go to McDonald's and feel heavy when you get done eating it. <laughs> yeah. It's the feeling of being full, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, I don't I don't think that's necessarily being full. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but really when you eat, you shouldn't feel like I don't want to move. No, that is not normal. Having the itis after eating is not normal. Okay? You should actually have energy. Yes, get, food yeah. is energy, like for sure. And you can only get food from ripened, fresh food. You you cannot get that from produce that is ripened with ethylene gas. Like you mm -hmm. have to have access to that fresh food in order to get those micronutrients and energy from it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Like it, yeah. like I, I didn't, I didn't realize the health benefits, but I always knew it was a difference between fresh broccoli and real broccoli when you cook it. I mean, fresh broccoli, <laughs> yeah. and broccoli when you cook it. Yes. It doesn't Big taste difference. the same. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? You, you can tell, like, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you, if you, Make that broccoli, you're going to see all the nutrients in that water. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's definitely a difference. And, it, and I think that's something that we don't always, you know, consider because, yes, when you finish eating, you should feel energized. That food that you, you're eating should make you feel better, not worse. And you know what yeah. I'm saying? eat these burgers we'll eat that fried chicken we'll 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 do that and then we'll feel tired and sluggish and that's the reason why oh i don't want to cook today oh, I don't exactly. cook. <laughs> oh we need something sweet <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah like that fruit has that sugar that you need you know it does that, that those vegetables have that energy that you need to get through the day you know what i'm saying it's all about mm -hmm. what we consume it's a direct correlation all of that fried food all of that fast food processed food like it's not good for us it's convenient yes but it's not good for us and i'm not saying that i eat perfectly i don't but mm -hmm. like you just you when you 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 have to become a little more conscious about these things you do you do and especially in our community to where we look for instant gratification, you mm. know, um, people don't want to work hard anymore. You don't know understand. We have to have it now. Like, no, we have to have it now. Look at Amazon. Oh, we can give it to you the same day. You know, whether you get it the same day or a week later, whatever that item is. I, and I've noticed this with myself. I don't even use it. I want it that day, but I'm not even going to use it for like weeks later. 
or it might get lost in my house. And when I actually need it, I can't find it. So, you know, I've been working on taking conscious steps away from instant gratification, even when it comes to my own health and wellness. Like, you know, I've been on and off a weight loss journey my entire life. And, you know, those quick fad diets and, oh, I got to be vegan to do this. I have to be this. I have to be that. That's those are those things that we look at to where we think we need to follow this path in order to get to where we want to go. And when it doesn't happen soon enough, we give up. Right. You know, um, and, you know, we hear things like, oh, it's a lifestyle journey. It's a lifestyle. If you really think about if you didn't have to work and money wasn't an issue, what type of lifestyle would you really live? Right. You know, and we think about these things, but are we actively living that life that we really want? Yeah. 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 It goes beyond just this is what I want and this is what I'm thinking about. We actually have to live that life, you know? Yes. And for example, and this is why I, you know, started gardening and homesteading and things like that, because I don't want to work to pay bills and die. I, I'm yeah. not set up for this life. No. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm ever going to meet a rich husband or anything like that. So, you know, consciously I have to think about, okay, if I could live the life that I want, what does that look like? And that looks like me not having to work every day just to pay a utility bill. So, you know, I take conscious steps towards looking into, you know, solar energy. You know, how can I get my utilities for free? How can I harvest rainwater and, you know, use that, purify that so that I don't have a water bill? And these are things that I think about and why I want to, you know, homestead and go into that self-sufficiency, um, that self-sufficiency route, because these are the things that bother me every day, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, and it, and it, and it's very true. There's a, um, a book that I read and it's a popular book called Atomic Habits and mm -hmm. I'll paraphrase, but there's a part of the book where it's just like, when you want to change something in your life it you have to change the the perception of the person that you want to be mm -hmm. so if you say for instance uh my goal is to start working out every day like you have to tell yourself I'm the person that works out every day you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? it's not because I want to lose x amount of weight it's <sighs> the type of lifestyle that I want to adopt and exactly towards that lifestyle exactly because exactly like you're saying exactly like you're saying like and I think a lot of people are at this point now where it's just like we're reevaluating this that same question if I could do anything what would it be and it definitely isn't this I'm at that crossroad in my own life where it's just mm -hmm. like you know, if if I was in a different place what I would do yeah that's fine I, the work that I do is cool. It's all right, whatever. But in reality, I don't want to be, I don't work, I don't want to work for someone. I don't yeah. want to be taught what to do and when yeah. to do it and how to do it. That yeah. That's not me. I don't want to, I don't want to give you 40 hours of my week every week. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Be controlled by you. 
you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you have the power to tell me when and when I can't have a day to myself or if I just need a minute, I can't have a minute. You know, I don't I don't want to keep giving up my power. Yeah, and I don't have to give up my power. And I realized I don't have to give up my power because money is only money is only a means to an end. And like we said it in the beginning of the episode, if I'm already struggling, why do I care? You know what exactly. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Why do I care about continuing to pursue this for the illusion of what other people say life should be? Exactly. Exactly. And and it makes you think, like, especially with social media, um, how we look, it's an illusion. You know, we look at other people's lives and think that's what we want. And deep down, it's not, Mm -mm. you know, it's, it's not, you know, I've tried so many different ventures in my life from real estate to entrepreneurship to, um, just all kinds of different stuff, home health and things like that. And I realized that, you know, maybe being an entrepreneur is not for me and that's okay. And, and I thought that was something I needed to do because I saw other people doing it. But deep down, I don't want to deal with people every day. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be responsible. I realized that entrepreneurship is a great thing for people who have the drive and want to work for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy working in my garden and feeding myself and my family healthy food, you know? So it's a different form of working for myself because I'm not giving my power over to the grocery stores or over to big pharma, you know? So it's definitely, you know, a way we have to look at our life and we are giving up our power when we are working these jobs, especially dead end jobs where we're not fulfilled. Mhm. 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 And 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 I agree with what you're saying. It's just like this could look different. Taking back your power can look different for everyone. Yes. It can yes. look different for anyone and everyone. It's all it's all about taking the time to figure out what's going to work for you and what's going to make you happy. Exactly. And and I'm glad you brought that up because even in gardening, it looks different for everyone. I would love one day to only grow 100% of my own food, but I know in reality, that's not practical for me. And so I started sourcing local. I started buying my food different. I started buying food in bulk because I know as a person, I cannot take on all of that. I will, you know, direct that energy towards, you know, something that I love to do. I love growing my own food, but I don't have to take it all on at once. And for people who aspire to be gardeners and they're looking at all these beautiful gardens and these harvests and abundance, trust me, behind all of that, there's some garden bed or plot that is somewhere not getting attention. (laughs) okay so you know even if you want to start growing your own food do not you do not have to take it all in at once start with one thing start with two things start with what you can and that's gonna eventually grow and lead you down what will work for you and what won't work for you yes 
Yes, fantastic advice, fantastic advice. And on that note, um, how did you get into content creation? So I started my TikTok page because <laughs> first I needed to document my journey. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what my TikTok page was for. It was strictly so that I can go back and be like, huh, last year, this didn't work well because of X, Y, and Z. Um, that's why I initially started my page. And um, as I got comfortable with filming and doing different videos and learning how to work the app, um, I went viral and on Thanksgiving Day last year. And when I say I was terrified, like I was so scared. That yeah. scared me and I did not know what to do. So I stopped posting like for like two weeks. I'm like, uh-uh, there are too many people watching this page. I don't care about this stuff. I'm just doing it for myself. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into content creation. And um, over time, I made so many friends on TikTok um, and we help each other out. We give feedback and advice. Um, and it kind of just grew into this whole big thing, this wonderful community. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it, and it's funny that you say that because it it what I'm learning is that it can just kind of happen that quick. And, yes. And I've had moments like that too, where a video, like I'll post a video and it'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> what <laughs> it's too many people it's too many people looking like it's a it's a it's a it's a very popular meme of nba young boy and he's like on live and he sees how many people are in the live and he's just like oh no and shuts it off <laughs> it's just like oh, oh no i know this was what i was asking for but it's here and oh no like oh no no and i would do that it was just like literally i'll stop posting it's just like mm, terrified i'm terrified yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a process. It's just, it's just, it's a process, and then it's just like you'd be like, okay, that wasn't that bad, and then you go yes. back. Like I don't know. Like do you do you feel like you just genuinely enjoy making content at this point? Because it doesn't even sound like it's for the views. It's just because you wanted to do it. Um, I definitely don't do it for the views and the likes. Um, I just genuinely love sharing my passion um of self-sufficiency homesteading and gardening i just love doing this you know and sharing it with the world um you know my family especially my grandma she really enjoys watching my youtube videos so i know if no one else in the world watches my videos my grandma looks forward to them yeah. and so you know she can't come out here and see my garden in person so that's how she gets to see all the stuff that's going on yeah 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 that's I love that, I love, <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's how my that's how my like uncles were like of course like my parents watch the videos and stuff like that uh -huh. too. I also had like my uncle I remember one of my uncles in particular um he would always like in the beginning I got two uncles that do this but like in the beginning it's just like they'd be like we see you don't stop and I'd be like okay <laughs> all right yeah yeah so yeah it, it's social media is definitely interesting they have uh, a way of promoting educate no entertainment over education absolutely and 
that's something I kind of keep forefront to where, you know, the truth will always be suppressed. The yeah. media and the yeah. narrative of the media is controlled by people beyond me. And that's okay because yeah. somebody is going to get this message and someone's going to listen and they're going to be like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I like that idea. That's really solid advice. And, the, and, you know, that's enough, even though I'm just posting for myself to, you know, monitor my own journey. But, you know, that one person that I might inspire to grow food, that's great. I love that. I love that for them. And I'm going to cheer them on. I'm going to pick them up when they don't feel like gardening or doing anything. You know, I am that internet bestie. So. That's real. We need a lot more of those. We need a lot more of those in the world. Because that's, that's, oh, yeah. that's very true. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the thing, and I mean, that's why I do this podcast. Uh, a big reason of why I do this podcast, because like you said, it's, the things that gets pushed in media, we already know what it is because we see plenty of it over yeah. and over and over again. And it's just like, when are we going to see people that are diving a little deeper? And it happens. Yeah. It happens. It's out there. People are doing it. But you got to go looking for it almost. You do. And not only that, you have to also find and follow people that have the same goals and aspirations as you. As you. Mm. you know, um, I tend to learn best from people that look like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, and this is not a um, black and white thing. It's just, you know, I don't always have the privilege and access to certain things that my counterparts might have. So when I'm watching content from them, I can only grasp so much information from them because that might not be something that's accessible to me. And that's also important when, you know, you're on social media, who you follow, you know, what you're listening to. Is this, you know, good information? Is this something that's relevant to me and accessible to me? Yes. 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 Like, yes. And like, you know, this is kind of like why I keep doing it too, because it's just like, we need more people that look like us, that can yes. relate to us, talking about what it is that we're doing so mm-hmm. we can continue to relate to those people because there are a lot of people where they want the information, but it's not connecting. Yes. Because they don't speak the language. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I and, and I want people to know that is totally normal. It's normal to not understand information from people that doesn't look like you. You know, we all have different learning styles, you know, and people, um, African Americans, we learn based off of rhythm. You know, we learn musically. Um, we learned tech, you know, with our hands. Um, tactile, you know, demonstrating um, and doing. That's how we learn. And that's okay. You know, we, it's not easy for us to open up a book, read a chapter and comprehend everything that happened in that chapter. And that's normal, you know, with African-Americans, you know, that's just not our typical learning style. Yeah. And that's okay. 
Yeah, it's totally okay. You, and I feel like a lot of people get intimidated and they instantly say, well, I can't do that because I don't have X, Y, and Z. There are a thousand ways to do one thing. There's a thousand different ways to garden. There's a thousand different ways to be self-sufficient. You don't need an acre of land to start growing your own food and don't let anyone tell you that. Yeah. You, you just don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, and that relates to any and all aspects of life. You know what I'm saying? And the, and uh -huh. the things it relates to any and all areas of life, because, you know, who's to say to anybody listening that your way isn't the way nobody can tell you that because no one knows no one exactly. knows who you are what you're meant to do why it's right or why it's wrong you know like nobody yeah. can tell you that so just you know don't limit yourself and what it is that you can do like you got that razzle dazzle for a reason exactly like you just do you just have that razzle dazzle for a reason like I had a comment before and my dad laughs at me as to how I respond to my comments because it's just one we're from St. Louis and it's just like people make fun of fun of you as a pastime so it's not mm -hmm. like easily get offended by some things and someone was just like oh you sound ghetto so I'm not gonna listen to you and it's just like sure okay. But I know, I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I know I'm fairly intelligent. So that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't bother me. And also at the same time, if you're going to judge me based off of how I sound, the content must not be meant for you. And two, like the person that it's meant for is going to connect based off of how I address it. I don't have to yeah. change who I am in order to, appease a certain thing because if you understand that who you are is good enough that's enough exactly and something else to remember everyone is not for you everyone is not for your content everyone you know is not cheering you on and that's okay yeah that's totally fine because I do get those comments every now and then and I used to delete them because I just don't want that energy, you know, surrounding my content. But what I've been doing lately is just responding, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, hit them with the okay. Like, you know, as long as they don't get too disrespectful, hey, yeah. it's fine. You know, because I also used to redo my TikToks a thousand times because I didn't like the way I sound or I sounded too ghetto or I didn't pronounce this right. And I'm very... um you know, particular about that. But I stopped. I'm like, you know, people who are for me are going to come to me. My audience is going to come to me and my audience is not everybody. My content is not for everybody. Yeah, It's simply for millennials who are looking for a way out, who want to be more self-sufficient, who don't want to depend on the doctors for medicine, who don't want to depend on the grocery stores for food, who want to live a more eco-friendly and sustainable lifestyle to have more freedom to do what they want with their time yeah do you and let yeah. and let your people come to you exactly <laughs> exactly like because they will come that your people they will come. you you see it all the time like you see it i think tyler the creator is the perfect example mm -hmm. how many people thought that that man was weird Back in 2017, when he came out and there was a cockroach crawling on his face, like 
but people liked them you know what I'm saying yeah like them and then you know what I'm saying and people gravitated towards that and then come to find out years later after he's grown and matured and developed and developed his music style it's just like he's one of the one of the most acclaimed artists in the world yeah just do you and be authentic and let your you they will see you yes there are so many fake people online who actually is themselves and those are the people I connect with the most you know the people you know who aren't doing it for the views the likes and the aesthetics and that's something that drives me crazy is garden aesthetics because baby nobody's garden looks like that 247 I can tell you that right now and people you know my audience they love my setup they love my garden and I'm all like I show it all hey it's a big old dumpster right in the middle of here I got some a pile of compost right there tomato leaves are all over the place the storm that knocked my corn over and guess what I'm still gonna do my garden tour on time y'all gonna see it all this is just what it is because my garden is not perfect yeah <laughs> you know we yes. we definitely need more authentic people online and they will come they will come yeah yeah they're out there they're out there it's just a it's just a matter of finding the tribe that attracts you for sure yeah for sure for sure so only one one last question um, mm-hmm. before we get out of here I don't want to go too much over I, it's a great conversation I could keep doing this if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. But, um, like would you like to share some of the lessons that you learned just in your journey doing gardening and content creation just what have you learned from it like what are some some of your biggest takeaways from going on this journey um failure is necessary it's a it's a necessary stepping stone for success if you don't fail you ain't doing it right I'm just telling you that right now if it's perfect it's wrong it is what it is and I said what I said like you have to fail in order to get better and when it comes to gardening you are gonna kill a lot of plants so go ahead don't get attached to them it's gonna die (laughs) you can do everything you can for that plant and something is gonna go wrong something yeah. especially if you're a first-time gardener and even experienced gardeners like you're gonna fail and that's okay but if you do not embrace that failure and you don't learn from it you know you're never gonna get to where you're comfortable taking off in the garden you know you, you have to kill a lot of plants in order to garden right <laughs> yes Yes, I, I I love that. I love that advice, and I'm gonna do what I do and relate that back to life. Um, and relate <laughs> that back to life because very true concept. Very 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 true concept. Um, I've done an episode with a a, a girl named Kiara, and she was running for uh-huh. Miss Missouri, and the her uh-huh. episode literally about fearlessness. Fearlessness. It's called crowning courage. So. Y'all ain't heard it. Go listen to it. But we we literally talk about there is no such thing as failure. Mm. That's how I feel. There is no such thing as failure. Failure is an illusion. And it okay. actually follows up to itself because she did another episode after that where we talk about the rewards that you reap from trying. 
and mm-hmm. fail. You yes. Know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Because there's no such thing as failure. You literally, you have to try and fail to learn to try again to show the growth. Yes. Facts. So you just got you got you just have to keep going. You know what I'm saying? There's no yeah. real such thing as failure. It's just another lesson learned. So if it you is. kill that plant, you learn how to probably not kill it the next time. And even if you don't yes. learn how to not kill it the next time, you don't learn something else that's gonna help a different plant or something else or something else along the way. And before you know it, you a master. But you the only yeah. way to master something is by trying and failing. Yes, and that's the only way you can learn, especially when it comes to gardening, self-sufficiency, and things like that. If you want to get into this lifestyle, you have to fail forward. There is no other way around it. Period. I mean, all the YouTube videos in the world, TikTok videos, um, you can study this stuff up and down, but until you get out there and kill that plant, you'll never be successful. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, and 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 that's what's so funny. It's just like I wish, I wish we could train our brains, and we can. There, there's no wish actually. This is actually totally something that you could do. But I wish people would take a picture of that thing that failed, right? Mm-hmm. Like take a picture, take a picture of that dead. I got a dead lily sitting right next to me right now, but <laughs> like that's just because it done bloom. But like take a picture of yeah. that dead thing. Take a picture of that thing that failed take a picture so that when you keep going and you become successful at it you can look at that picture and remember that's where you started exactly remember where where you came from exactly exactly facts Man, 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 man. What an awesome conversation. (laughs) What an awesome conversation. Yes, it was epic. Yes. I want to thank you again for coming on to the show. Y'all, if y'all like this episode, definitely make sure you give it a like, comment, share, subscribe. If you got any thoughts on it, tell us what your thoughts on the food. uh, Tell tell us your thoughts on the episode. And I got a question for y'all to go ahead and drop in the comments. Like, do you live in a food desert? Did you know what a food desert was before this episode? If you are, what area are you in? Let's talk. And you know what I'm saying? Do you know of any, uh, what is it? Farmer's markets in your area? Let's talk about it get a conversation started about if we really know the resources that we have in our areas because we might be able to find some (laughs) yes for sure and 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 don't don't look at the media as if the world is coming to an end or there's not going to be any more food or there's going to be shortages no there is a way there is a way you you just have to get to it yeah and you know buying local buying small is the way to go yeah yeah sure for sure like that should be the first option not the last option exactly support those small businesses those small farmers those local farmers and local growers like support them yeah because they need you and you need them if you exactly if get you you some real produce (laughs) for sure did you want to let the people know where to find you on social media Yes. So you guys can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the dot urban sunflower. 
Um, that's my handle across those three platforms. Um, you guys can find me there. And I do respond and follow back. I do like and all of that. I am your internet bestie. So, you know, if you have a social media page that needs attention or you want me to look at some videos and interact with you online, I am that girl. <laughs> I can do that for you because I'm going to cheer you on. Shout out to that. We need more of that energy because it's yes. so easy look and scroll. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's so easy to just scroll. Like, just like the video, you're already looking at it, you know? And especially on YouTube, because I do watch YouTube on my TV, they do not make it easy for you to like videos. So yeah. um, I definitely, you know, when I'm at work, I try to look at my the videos there and like and comment and stuff from my phone because it's so much easier yeah I definitely have found myself uh liking and sharing people's posts more often because man like you know what I'm saying it's so underrated it's so yeah such a simple thing to do and it helps people a lot and it's just like it does you know like if I want people to like and share my stuff like I gotta like you know what I'm saying it's not that hard like I can't be the one sitting up here scrolling and rocking past your stuff and then you know what I'm saying want people to take my stuff it just doesn't make sense you know what I'm saying so yeah that interaction is what really helps both parties content grow yeah so yeah 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 yep 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 and on that note you can also find me at marissa y17 on instagram marissa the thinker on facebook and youtube and then thinker versus speaker on instagram facebook and youtube at thinker versus speaker um, Chanel, did you have anything else before the for the people before we got out of here? Um, no. Um, not that I can think of. If you guys need help finding local resources and vendors, um, definitely if you follow me on my socials, send me a DM and I will help you, especially if you live locally in St. Louis. I have a ton of resources I can share with you. Um, even if you want to get started with gardening and stuff like that, I will guide you. Um free no charge um just if you need help i am i will help guide you yo that's that's awesome that's awesome forgive me for taking a full advantage of this moment right now but have you heard of uh the emerging business leaders expo that uh they're about to do this year in st louis no i haven't oh okay so one one of my guests um is happening november 4th um mm -hmm. Uh, in St. Louis, it's called the Emerging Business Leaders Expo, and they are actually looking for small businesses and vendors. It's going to be a uh, entrepreneur. It's going to be a business and a health expo. For oh wow! Yeah, so check definitely. Um, it's going to be this week's episode that's coming out on Friday. Um, and mm -hmm. Uh, Trey, who is one of the people that's on the board, is actually going to be talking more about it and how people can get involved. So if you know people that are interested and they want to get into the expo and vend those things, like I said, it's going to be about small businesses and health. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And they're looking, they're still taking on vendors right now. Um, I'll give you, I'll send you their contact information personally when it's over. But if okay. it's over, that want to get involved it's the emerging business leader expo check out trey's episode that comes out right before this one 
So if y'all listening to this episode right now, check out that first episode. It's going to get the episode right before this. It's going to give you all of the information that you need about how to get involved. Like I said, if you want to be a vendor, it's only like $75 to be a vendor and you get access to all of their seminars and stuff that they're doing. So oh, I think wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good opportunity to, you know what I'm saying, help push those small businesses and those farmers and get y'all get y'all out there. Awesome. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I was able. I'm glad I was able to uh squeeze that in there because I've been meaning to tell you that. I've been meaning to tell you that, but now I get to tell you on the show and also tell you work. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, I'll be there for sure because I want to talk to all of the like a lot of the people that I actually talk to on the show are actually going to be a part of the expo. So yeah. I'm gonna be there you know, work in the room, talking and interviewing all the people. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all already know where to find me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great time. It's definitely going to be a great time. Nice. Yeah, but on that note, I'm not going to take up too much more of your evening. I appreciate you for coming on to the show. Um, And like I said, I'm really grateful for the conversation. I really had a fun time here. And I hope y'all Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. I had a great time too. Thank you for having me. And thank y'all for listening and checking out this episode. For sure, for sure. Literally anytime. If you ever want to come back, look, tap in. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. Nice. I definitely want to come back. (laughs) We got to have that nurse conversation. I'm going to talk to some of those aspiring nurses out there. We'll switch gears and then we'll we'll get it it cracking. All right. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Thank you, you too. All right, bye.